I praise God for being here. Just the, the spirit of the Lord is here. Um, as I was sitting there, as I was standing and worshiping, um, you know, I hear the word faith. And sometimes we make faith really hard. And, you know, hard to, well, why can't? But here's what I've been meditating on this week. And, and I felt to just briefly share with you. Faith is a bridge between heaven and earth. And it's what connects us to reach up into the heavenlies and bring down to earth. Remember the Lord's prayer, as it is in heaven, let it be in the earth. Faith is your bridge, and it's why it's impossible to please God without it because you have no connection. He wants you to bridge that connection, reach up to truths. I may be sick down here, but heaven is well. I may have trouble down here, but heaven has peace. I have a bridge. I can reach up into peace and bring it down to where I am. This morning, I just felt that bridge of faith that reached up into the heavenlies through your worship and brought it down here because God wants to do some amazing things. And I just thank him. I just felt to share that, that bridge. Faith is my bridge, and I'm going to walk across it. And guess what? It brings substance. Just, just let me bring a picture real quick, and I promise, honey, I won't be long. <laughs> People that have gifts um, that can see, they can go into an old house, and someone can just envision, oh, I can see this house look this way. I can see it looking. I see the colors. Our hairstylist. Someone can look at someone's hair and say, oh, I can see just how to do that. A business owner goes into a business that's run down and, and you know, they're about to collapse. I can see how to make this business run. And you know what you do? You pull something that has not happened, but you see it. And you pull it in and you come and you begin to make that business fruitful. And it goes, that's what faith is. So we reach up and we bring substance to it. So then you see a building or a business that is booming because substance, faith is the substance. You see that hairstyle and people, wow, that looks great. You have brought substance. Faith is the substance. You see that house that's reformed, redesigned because it's brought substance. That's what God has given us. And that's what I sing this morning is that your faith and your worship. And I could feel faith's arms just around me. And I just wanted to give that word of encouragement. Faith is your bridge. Amen. God bless you. Amen. And if you can see it, you can seize it. Come on, you got to receive that. If you can see it, you can seize it. I wish I could take credit for that, but Dr. Tetsola would often, when he's coming, and I don't know if you've met him, but uh, he is often a speaker at our house. And uh, um, Pam, did you want to share anything? You're good? Not? 
I, I owe so much to Pam. Pam has introduced me to so many people like Tom and you all. She's been, you know, a connector uh, in various parts of the body of Christ. And so our ministry is New Wineskin Ministries. We're at 38th and Lafayette Road in Indianapolis. If you don't know where that's at, if you know where Old Lafayette Square uh, is, we are right across the street from that. And so our community is about 100,000 people in a three-mile radius, speaking about 80 different languages. And so we are trusting God for the harvest, and uh, that's what we're doing. One thing I am going to ask my wife to pray over the word before we give it, and I can always use that help. I always solicit your prayers whenever we go. Dan. Father, I, um, we, we thank you for your love, your goodness, and thank you for your presence that you would um, honor us, Lord, to even stand before your presence. Uh, Lord, we pray over the word of God that your word will become flesh and dwell among us this morning. Open our hearts, our minds, and Lord, wherever there are stony places in our hearts, sometimes we have those, break up those stony places so that we may receive everything that you have. Lord, bless Pastor Mark. Give him strength. Give the word clarity in his spirit and his mind. Father, we thank you for what you're doing. And even as he brings it, may he be blessed by the word that you bring in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Do I just push this button? The arrow? Whoa. So welcome to New Wineskin Ministries Bible Study. <laughs> no, I, I didn't know that we could use PowerPoint, so I used a PowerPoint. Uh, I just thought the visual, since we do so much visual learning, the, the PowerPoint can't be uh, replaced for, for our teaching. But we are, we are excited to be here, and I have a, a message, I believe, uh, that I just want to encourage you with. I want to be an encourager today. We live in a season and a time when there's so much going on, and certainly the end time is coming near. Uh, Matthew 24, 25, the books in First uh, Thessalonians where the trumpet's going to sound and we're going to be caught up and all those things are happening. And I've been teaching on some end time things and found that some people were really like, I'm nervous, I'm scared, I don't want to see all this. What I told them and what I want to tell you today, beyond a shadow of a doubt, God picked you to be here in this season. There is an assignment for you in this hour and this time. And there are generations that have passed, and they are great. And we build on that tradition. We build on the foundation they laid. But this is the generation, and we're going to see one of the greatest revivals in the world is about to happen. Yes, we see wars here, wars there. We just came out of pandemic and all of that. God chose you to be through it. And if God chose you to be here, He's going to give you what it takes to navigate the season. Amen. 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 So don't be focused on what you're seeing in the news. Be aware of it. Focus on God. Amen. And to that end, I want to share out of Psalms 139, verses 16, excuse me, 13 through 16. And I'll just read this in your hearing and we'll lay a foundation uh, with this text. Uh, and I'm in the King James on this one. It says, For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. 
I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, that, thou, that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lower parts of the earth. Mine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continence were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. And so I want to share with you today this simple message. In thy book, in your book, God wrote your life, your book, before the world ever began. On purpose, with a purpose. And we want to talk about what God has done. And so we see that thine eyes have seen my substance, uh, yet being unperfect. And in thy book, or in your book, all my members were written. Everything about your life has already been written. The question is, can we press into God and fulfill the desire God has for us? It's all good. It is wonderful. It is marvelous. You see, this is God's plan. This is the way God works. It is said of Jesus as, for lo, I come in the volume of the book, it is written of me. I delight to do thy will, O God. Thy law is, in, is within my heart. Notice that the pattern for our lives is patterned right after Jesus. Jesus knew the assignment he had from the Father, and God wrote it, and though he wrestled with it. Remember the garden? If it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Uh, but he did the will of the Father at the end of the day. Amen. And that brought glory to God. And that is what we have to press into. We have to be aware of what God has done, what he's doing, how he's outlining it, how he's ordaining our lives, that we may walk in his purposes. Yes. Hallelujah. And so that's why I want you to know that, look, think about it this way. There's a library in heaven written by the Father before time began. And one of those volumes, and maybe multiples of those volumes, has your name on it. God was thinking about you. One verse we didn't read, the 17th verse in the text, it says, How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God, how vast the sum of them. That's Psalms 139.17. Let me submit to you, before the time was and before God was, he was already thinking about you. And he wrote those musings, those thoughts down. And your life story is already recorded. The question is, are you going to press into that? Are you going to move to that place? And so God has an expected end for you. How precious are thy thoughts? Oh, God, how great is the sum of them. That's why the Jeremiah could say, I know the plans that I have for you. Huh? God already knew it. And he says, I know the plans I have for you. You may not know it. God has a way of not giving us the whole plan. Yep. Yeah. Come on. That's right. We'd mess up if we knew what the end was going to be. <laughs> Come on now. Joseph had a plan. Joseph got, he got a glimpse of the end with a dream, right? Right. right? Then he had to back up and start living it out. And that's what makes it hard. That's where faith comes in. That's where we got to walk with God. That's where we got to keep our eye, as they say, on the prize, on what God told us. Amen. But God knows the plan. 
He says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil to give you an expected end, to give you a hope in a future. And so I want you to know it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what you're seeing. It doesn't matter what the trouble is. God has a plan, and he's bringing it to pass. You got to hear me because I know this past COVID season and disappointments at work and things that didn't work out the way you thought. Uh, that's still God's plan. God is still working. Don't ever turn around. In fact, the prophetic word comes to give us a glimpse of our future. Right. So we can hold on to that when life don't look like that. Come on. For, for, for 15 years at, at, at New Wineskin, we were getting these words. All oh, the buildings paid off. And I'm like, Lord Jesus, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, Lord. You know, uh, there were so many prophecies that came. And sometimes, one time I told a prophet, and it was a pretty big name prophet. I said, I don't want to hear another prophet. <laughs> come on, come on. Some of y'all got it. Can I just be transparent? But you know, in a pandemic, God can send money and pay off a building. He fulfilled his word in a way and at a time when it had to be God. We give him all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. So don't despise those those prophecies that are coming because what those prophets have done, they've got a glimpse of your book. And they saw what God wrote about you or he gave a dream. And you see what God is thinking of you. And so it is our job to come in alignment with that word. And because when we do that, it sucks us into our future. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we have an expected end. Now, the psalmist tells us sometimes things don't always go the way we'd like. Psalms 56 and 8 says, thou tellest my wanderings uh, and put uh, thou my tears into a bottle. Have anybody had any tears? Laid awake at night, that's, uh, all right, I'll go the, the black church way, right? Jesus, he will fix it, because you're crying, you're calling out, things don't work out. I want you to know every tear you shed is stored in a bottle. That's what the scripture says. He's watching over his word. He's watching this word. He says every tear is in a bottle, and our Uh, And are they not in thy book? So your disappointments are recorded. Your life is recorded. And so God is recording. He's taken into account your wanderings. He's taken into account your tears. He's taken into account of everything that's going on in your life. And I want to argue and I want to submit to you that those disappointments, those tears are actually shaping your life. Come on. Joseph didn't just go to the palace, y'all. Right. He went to the pit. He went to Potiphar's house. He went to the prison, then the palace. Each one of those stages was taking a kid that was spoiled with a with a Jacob coat. Come on. He was very spoiled. Come on. He was a tattletale. His brother said, oh, no, here he comes. We are tired of him. Let's throw him in a pit. Am I right? They did not want to see him. He gets sold into slavery. He ends up in Potiphar's house, and he learns how to run that house. You know, the thing about Joseph's story is he he always starts at the bottom, but always ends on top. But in the process, he is, his character 
is being developed. So he can run the house and he understands the economic system. Now he gets moved to the prison because of a lie. Now he understands the governmental system. He knows how the government runs. If you know how prisons run, you know how the government runs. After he had come out of the pit and out of Potiphar's house and out of the prison, he now was able to carry the anointing to run a nation. You've got to understand the challenges are out there to destroy you. Doesn't scripture say he won't put more on you than you can bear? But that he is faithful in every circumstance he's already made a way of escape. So that means the trouble don't come to destroy you. The trouble comes to develop your character, to develop your ability to carry the anointing. The anointing it took to get out of the pit is not the same anointing it took to take Egypt out of famine. Come on. So you got to understand that there are levels of growth in the kingdom, and sometimes God chastens the ones that he loves. Not because he hates you, but because you're his son, because you're his daughter. That's what the Hebrew writer said. So when we're in our wanderings and things are, going our, are not going our way, you know, there's a way that seems right. And we just jump in headlong. We just do our thing. And all of a sudden we find ourselves in a place. How did I get here? Oh, thank you. I got an exactly over here. Thank you. Because I can raise both hands. Huh? We, we end up in a place where but God's mercy finds us. Right? Because David said something in Psalms 51.1. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitudes of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Verse 9 and verse 51. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Now, I know I got to probably explain to some of the younger folks what a blotter is. <laughs> but it's book terminology. You know, before whiteout, before uh, correcting selective typewriters, before word processors and words where you could just go in and change it, if you t- made a mistake, you had to use a blotter, and you blot the system out or the sentence out, and then you could write back over it again, like whiteout. Anybody know what whiteout is? What God is saying metaphorically here in our book, if we go and write a chapter or we write a moment or we do something that is not what we need to do, David is saying, blot that out, forgive me, and bring me back into your presence. So he is the God that blots out our sins, that he fixes our situations. He allows us to come back. Hallelujah. And this is a great picture of King David of how that happened. So here, I'm really done. This is a quick message. But I do want to use an illustration. This young lady, is it Michelle? Lizzie? Lizzie, come, can you come with me for a minute? Because I'm sitting here thinking about I don't have an illustration. And I think God gave me the illustration when you gave your testimony. See, God has a great book for you. In fact, your book is this wide, and a lot of folks have a big book like this, but they only fulfill about that much of it. See, what I want to encourage you to do is to press into God so that you fulfill the breadth of your book. Does that make sense? And as I'm talking to her, I'm talking to you. Does that make sense? God's dreams are so much greater, so much bigger. 
so much more than we can think. In fact, if what God has told us to do, that we can touch it, feel it, and do it, that's probably not God. God is always beyond what we can see. He's always beyond what we can feel. He's beyond what we can touch. And we have to say something like, if God doesn't do it, it doesn't get done. So your testimony encouraged me because there is somebody who started out walking with God, started fulfilling her book, had a few bumps along the way. But some of that stuff was blotted out, got it fixed. And you're up there worshiping. The worship was marvelous. Don't ever let the enemy take your worship. Hallelujah. You're a part of Judah. You're part of the tribe. And so I just want to encourage you that this is the kind of thing we're talking about. Yes, sometimes it's not easy. Yes, sometimes it's messy. Yes, sometimes we can get in trouble like David. But yes, if you got that heart like David, you can come running back to God. God bless you. Thank you for sharing your testimony. Thank you for coming up with me. Amen. So really, that's the, that's the message that I have for you. I want you to know you were born on purpose, with a purpose. It didn't just happen. God thought about your life. As he thought about your life, he mused over your life. He wrote it down. Your life is in the library of heaven, and there's a book there that already says this is what God has expected in for you. It is our responsibility to press into God and to hear from God, use the Holy Spirit or have the Holy Spirit speak to us and then gift us to fulfill the purposes he's called us to. There's one other verse I want to share. It's not in this deck. Um, I want you to see how important this is. It says, uh, yes, it's 2 Timothy 1.9. He says, who have saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which is given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Tim, Paul here, through this book, is saying before the world began, he already ordained you to ministry and purpose and to fulfill the things he's called us to do. Amen? So there's no question that we have purpose. There's a place for God. And then he's equipping us. He's developing us. He's bringing us to that place. And he's made a way for us to get back to him if we get off the path. Hallelujah. Because if you can see it, you can seize it. God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. Be encouraged. The answer, what God has for you, is already written in your book. God bless you. Amen.